hello and welcome to this Salopcast special with myself, Glenn Price, and I'm joined as usual by Ollie Warner. How are you, Ollie? Hey, Glenn, how are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, it's going to be quite exciting, this Ollie, to have a, a bit of an update, really, with uh, the safe standing because we're joined by a guest, Mike Davis of the Sports Parliament, um, who's been one of the driving forces along with Roger Groves and the club bringing the safe standing forward. So, yeah, it's nice of you to join us, Mike, to give us a bit of an update, really. Uh, thanks, yeah, um, good to be here. Good, thank you. I mean, we've we've gone a long way since we last did a safe standing special, haven't we, Ollie? I think we did this probably, yeah. well, probably when we first announced the, the, the campaign to raise money. It seems like quite a long time ago now, Mike. Uh, yeah, it seems like forever. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly has gone quick. So, um, obviously, you know, a lot of fans will know where we are and there's been a lot of press releases, but we thought it'd be a nice chance to sort of grill you a little bit, Mike, you know, and, and have a quick chat about the whole process and, and really how it's gone. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, we're still hugely positive about it, Ollie. Yeah, definitely. I think it's really exciting and it's good to see that, yeah, some of the kind of finer details are coming out. And yeah, it'd be good to, yeah, kind of get some of those finer details out um, on a different medium. Um, yeah, so that'd be good. Yeah, it'd be good to get into some, into some of the details. And yeah, it's a very exciting topic and obviously it's very hot news at the moment. So Yeah, it is, it is. And so we've got, we probably kind of split this down to four, Mike, for you. Uh, and we've got some questions from fans at the end as well, some of the listeners to Soundcast. So we're just going to end up running through what you've sort of been doing to get where we are now, you know, the massive amount of progress you've made. Um, then we're going to talk about installation of the rail seats, which is the next sort of phase that we'll be going through. Um, then we're going to ask you about how the club and yourselves envisage maybe the safe standing area working, which uh, I know is a sort of evolving thing, isn't it, at the moment? And then we'll wrap it up with, uh, yeah, what we might do about a singing section. And then we'll talk to you about what the heck you and Roger are going to do after you've finished all this. Yeah. <laughs> Sleep. <laughs> well, fair play. Um, so, yeah, I suppose we'll start the start, Ollie, about, you know, how, how much we've made it. So I think the first thing I was going to ask you, Mike, is obviously when we when we last talked about safe standing, we were about to try and raise the, what it was, £75,000. And... You know, we were all very positive about that. But how how did you and, and the guys at the club feel that whole process went in the end? Went very well. Um, I think uh, I think we all got a little bit carried away when we we first sort of started, and, and <laughs> I think that went for for ourselves as well as the crowd funders. Um, certainly, a, a, you know, it was a difficult task, um, as I think anyone would agree. Raising that sort of money would would be yeah. Uh, but we incredibly positive feedback we've had from everybody um and we've had uh, we've had help from all over the footballing world both in the in the uk and abroad yeah it's, i mean we've contributed as part of the the, the Southcast and also my blue and amber fanzine put a load of money in but it's been impressive how wide that money came from in the end isn't it ollie yeah it is i think it's one of the good things wasn't it is that you saw um names and um and um yeah fans from all over the world so there was fans from i believe um um, like there was fans from all over Italy and Germany mm, yeah. and getting involved yeah there was I mean Germany's um, in effect has got safe standing uh, in the Bundesliga so uh, we had massive amount of uh, of support from there from, from both fans and clubs um, yeah. so uh, I mean Dortmund were, were excellent with us they, they ended up I think giving us five uh, pairs of tickets over to, to watch their games on the yellow wall um, so yeah, we like I say, I, I don't think um, myself or Roger really understood or expected the the massive amount of coverage we got from it. Um, it was it was phenomenal. Yeah, it's about to hit you again when it opens as well, Mike. So you better get ready for that again. <laughs> yeah. Third wave, really, I suppose. Yeah. It was interesting with Dortmund, Ollie. I, I went to the launch of the, the 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 safe standing area, and we had that at the football club. And I was I was in for 150 quid on those tickets, and they went for a lot more in the end. So even things like that, you know, tickets to the yellow wall, that that experience must have made quite a lot of money. So 
yeah, there we go. We raised the money, and obviously coming in right at the end just to help us get over the line. Obviously, was first of all the football club, which was fantastic for us as a fan base to see how you know obviously we're behind the project anyway by letting us have a crack at it, and then contributing those final funds was was fantastic, and also fans bet. So I suppose those are two sort of you know the, the bigger contributors that you really want to pay some credit to. Yeah, I mean, first of all, the football club um, from from top to bottom, from you know from from uh, the chairman to the chief exec Brian. Um, wits in media we we've um, again we've been absolutely blown away with the the level of support they've given us mm. um, Brian I don't think has ever said no to anything that we <laughs> we wanted and and I must admit at times I think we we were sort of pushing it a little bit with um, with rewards and signed balls and fan experiences and stuff like that mm. but um, I think it just showed the, the the level of commitment that the the club have to towards it, and um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely phenomenal. Um, mm. With regards to fans bet, um, again, massive thanks to Tom at fans bet and and all the guys there. They they sort of came in when we we sort of needed that that last sort of push yeah. um, and and got us over the line. So uh, again, massive thanks to them. Yeah, and they're going to get their exposure next year, aren't they? It's it's fantastic for them to be able. You know, they're going to get a bit of advertising around the safe standing area, which, as we talked about a minute ago, is going to get such a lot of eyes around the world on it. So I suppose it's it's money well spent for them at the end of the day as well. But it, it certainly helped us get over the line. I think the next next thing we were going to ask about because obviously that, that we got the money then, Mike, and then you and Roger and Brian from from everything I've been discussing with you, sort of outside of the podcast, there was very many hoops to jump through in terms of <laughs> safety legislation and rules and yeah. stuff and and it's really that process because um it seems to me you've made quite a lot of strides with getting some sort of first of all getting some fan representation on the safety advisory group which is something that put a kibosh on a lot of things sometimes at the football club and yeah how has that process really worked um i think when you look at the whole process everything from from you know from the word go it this has sort of taken a year and a half 18 months a year and a half to 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 get in place um, I think I've been to must be eight or nine safety advisory group <laughs> meetings. Um, I think at times the, the SAG get blamed for a lot of stuff, yep. but it, it's been really interesting actually sitting on the, the safety advisory group and 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 actually talking to the guys who head up, you know, our, our, our safety team on the day, our fire um, officers, uh, you know, Lawrence, our, our safety officer mm. as well. The police uh, and and the council guys as well, and again, I'll, I'll be honest, they have been absolutely brilliant with us. Um, I think we all went into it a little bit concerned. Um, obviously, this, you know, we we are going to be the first club in England to have this. We wanted to make sure that we put everything in place to make sure that everything was safe, everything was done right, um, and they have again backed us a hundred percent um and i think the the decision obviously on which i think we'll probably come to later the decision to allow us to um open this up not just to season ticket holders but also yeah. to, to fans on the day is a massive step forward um you know we took the celtic model as as they've put in up there um and you know we've managed to tweak that and you know i think that will benefit us massively it's a big step forward, isn't it, Ollie? Because you wanted to ask us a, qu- a question about sort of the national issues that have been going on recently as well, which kind of feed into the safety issues we've had to deal with. 
Yeah, I don't know if it's helped you, uh, helped you, Mike, or made you even busier. <laughs> but obviously, um, West Brom was in the news with the sportsman to rejecting um, West Brom's approach, um, which caused quite a lot of controversy. And we had a lot of sport editors quite being quite vocal. Yeah. Um, and then now also we've got the hundred k vote as well, so it's going to go to Parliament. So um, it's not just a um, you know a League One football league. Um, topic and a Shrewsbury topic it's a it's a real national topic at the moment isn't it it is yeah and I think it's split um, I think you've you've got the EFL who again um, I'll keep saying this but have been behind us all, all the <laughs> way um, because so many people have been behind us all the way um, you've also got the the SGSA the Sports Ground Safety Authority who oversee all the grounds in 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 England who who again have been really really helpful have got behind us and they are sort of backing safe standing they have a, a an item called the green guide which is basically the, the all the regulations and rules with which uh, govern sports arenas um, and the new green guide has got the uh, procedure for safe standing going in it so they are firmly um behind it as well obviously so long as it's done right mm. you then sort of have the premier league who i think have come out after the West Brom um, decision and have said they need a little bit more information um, before they give it 100, you know, 100% vote from their side of it. But at the same time, you've got people, you know, like the Spirit Shankly group and, and um, who this probably has more impact on, on, on that group than, than any, any group because obviously mm. the Hillsborough um, and the, the Liverpool fans... And you've got people coming out there saying, yes, they support it as well. They had a, a big vote whilst we were sort of, I think, about halfway through our process and overwhelmingly supported safe standing. So I think from a from a supporter point of view, you can you can see that the, the supporters want it. Yeah. Um, I think the bigger clubs just need to, to catch up, to be honest. I think the, the Football League have shown that they're 100% behind it. Um, so that, that will only add to the to the uh, the haste in which it, it's sort of put to, to Parliament and, and hopefully we can get the laws uh, or the regulations changed. Yeah, you, you signed the, the petition, I know, Ollie. We were talking about it before, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, I definitely did, and I think it's I think it's important, and you know, um, for you know, sometimes you know, we go to games, and you sometimes you do standing in front of, you're standing in front of seats, and it's not safe. And I know that's something that West Brom were very clear to kind of highlight that they wanted to put it in an area where there is persistent standing. So it's all about safety. Yeah, and it's worth us mentioning now as well, Mike. I suppose when we were talking about the rules and, and that petition particularly, and why it's probably good for Shrewsbury Town fans to to go ahead and sign it is that as it currently stands in the Championship, if we were to go to promoted, and we're all hoping we'll still go through in the playoffs, aren't we? I know it's been a long season, but just a few more games to go. Um, technically, like uh, Brentford, you, you shouldn't really have standing or safe standing after three years in the Championship. And I know Brentford have been left with a little bit of flexibility because they're building a new ground, but we wouldn't really be in that situation. So you'd like to think in three years' time with this petition and, and pressure from all the supporters' groups, as well as us proving the model works, you'd like to think in three years' time we're not going to be in a situation where someone's telling us we've got to take it out and put seats back. Yeah, I, th- I think I'd, I'd be very surprised if, if we're still in this position in three years' time. I think if you look at all the plans for new stadium going in at the moment, you look at Spurs, you look at Everton, um, probably the two biggest, they want to put safe standing into yep. those stadiums, um, which I think shows shows the, the support that the Premier League clubs have for it. Maybe the Premier League as a, as a group, it still needs to mm. make that decision, but individual clubs are backing it, and you've obviously got West Brom as well, who have 
already shown their hand and they want to install it. So, um, yeah, I think I would, I'd, I'd be very surprised, very surprised if in three years' time we're, we're still in the same situation. Just a shame that West Brom won't be a Premier League team any longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They can come and stand and I'll say stand in at some point down the line. We'll let some of their fans in to try it out. There you go. Um, that is another thing, actually. You're going to end up with lots of fans from other clubs trying to come and try it out. And, and obviously, probably every CEO in the country, every you know supporters liaison officer, safety officer from England is one. You know, they've probably all been to Celtic already, but gives them another chance to come and see a slightly revised model in Shrewsbury now. Um, obviously, we'll come to how it works and all those things in a minute. But as, as long as it all goes fine, then it, it is the model for everybody else, isn't it? So. Yeah, I guess that was it. So obviously, you, you know, you were jumping through all the hoops in the background. Um, we'd raised the money. Um, I suppose the last two things really were our fan base, which we had to work with. And I know we did it through having supporters parliament launch meetings and ongoing, um, you know, surveys. I think that what was the survey? It was something like 95% putting positive of it. Yeah, our fan but base. I think it was 90%. Yeah, and, and same with the Shropshire Star. And I think if you look at the, the national... Um, poll that they did it was around about the same and I know various um, newspapers have done their own polls and they all come out 85-90% yeah. so you know the 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 overall sort of support for it has, has been pretty steady. This is what was foolish for that Tracy Couch when she denied West Bromwich to say it was a vocal minority didn't it? It certainly as a football fan doesn't feel like a vocal minority to me to be honest with you. I, I think it's it, it was always going to be a very um, emotive mm. um, move obviously as a football fan, and um, you know, say a young football fan, but at thirty-five, you know, <laughs> we're still I, young, Mike. It's still, fine. still, still, yeah. Don't feel it, but still young. <laughs> um, you, you sort of look back to, and and the thing that that you know, sort of uh, hit us first of all. And the first question we we knew we were going to get asked asked about was, you know, this is a step back to, you know, the the grounds like we had with Hillsborough, and obviously yeah. all of that. Um, so we knew that that was going to be a very emotive issue um and from you know the first point that was was raised to us by John Darch who's who's headed the safe standing roadshow was this isn't a return to pen terracing this isn't a return to you know cram as many people into a, a an open area um this is a, a a rail between every row of supporters so there is no way that you can have that crushing mm. effect that we we had there yeah um and I think that I think obviously that Hills, Hillsborough sort of shadow still still hangs over um, any sort of standing uh, within football grounds. But we've been very very uh, careful and, and very open to, to make sure that this is safe mm, um, yeah. and this is a system that's used across the continent. It's used in in uh, in the states as well in the uh, MLS. And it is an incredibly safe and, and probably the safest way to stand at football matches. Yeah, one of the things, Ollie, that I've noticed when we've been uh, talking on podcasts, we've obviously had quite an it, sort of uh, information from Liverpool fans via going on their podcast. And also they went to Celtic, didn't they, their fans? And that was in the press as well. So I kind of think like even Liverpool fans, there's, there's quite a positive kind of vibe coming from them as well. So it does sort of take a little bit of the pressure off, doesn't it? And um, yeah, I guess that's why then we've got a couple more bullet points here before we move on to the rail seats. And I know Ollie wants to ask you all about that. But um, obviously the national and international press coverage was another issue you had to deal with, which you briefly mentioned. And obviously... You know, as you just said, those emotive subjects that come out of it. And um, the last time I spoke to Mike and Roger, um, Ollie, they were getting bombarded. <laughs> yeah, um, from all over the world. I think I've 
I think I did another Norwegian newspaper the other week, uh, you know, and I, at the end of the day, by the time they translate it, I have no idea what, what <laughs> is actually being you could be saying anything. I could be saying anything. Rude. Um, but no, the, the, the press throughout has been um, brilliant. And to be fair, they have been massively supportive as well. Um, obviously, they ask the difficult questions, which is, is what we expected. Um, but I think when you explain it to them and they actually see the, the, the rail seats in place, mm. they, I think everybody understands um, that it is a step forward for, um, for football. Mm. And that about brings us to this, this next bit now, which is got through all those hoops and, you know, we have some rail seats have arrived in the country. And you were just going to ask, weren't you, about you know the details of that? Yeah, so the, so the the seats have now arrived. Then they um, have the ground, or they have they're there. Certain? Yeah, yeah. They uh, I think they arrived last Thursday. Um, so we've uh, yeah we've we've got them there. They're ready to ready to go in. So when do they start then? When when do they start being installed? Uh, we will start the installation the day after the last home game. Well, it, it will now be the day after the playoff because it's it's now confirmed that we're not going up automatically. So um, <laughs> damn, yeah. So it will be the uh, the day after the uh, home playoff game, uh, which I believe uh, is going to be around the seventeenth. Yeah. And there's, and we previously thought we'd have to do it before we ended the season, didn't we? But it seems like that deadline has gone, gone back now, and it's given us the flexibility, hasn't it? Even if we were to go up, I think there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of discussion as to um, the rules and, and legislation towards when a team is actually promoted, um, and basically the rules are that we couldn't have been a championship club and installed uh, installed a, a safe standing mm. area. Um, but in effect, we aren't officially promoted if we win the playoffs until the EFL AGM, which is, and I'll get the date wrong here, I believe it's the 7th of June. <laughs> Sometime in June. So so long as, as, as this is installed and, and we've we've got it signed off by the, the 7th of June, we're, uh, we'll be good to go. So um, how will they be installed then? Is it they're going to have to rip out the old seats and then start putting in, in the rails? Yeah, so basically the old seats are removed um, and then the, uh, the, the each individual rail seat is, is installed uh, in the place of the, the old seat in effect. Cool, and then so um, obviously the ground's going to be quite busy then because there's obviously people working on the paint as well so the, yeah, the ground's <laughs> going to look quite different um, by the time we get to yeah, wherever we are next season. The interesting thing is, I was going to say, Ollie, is that the the paint on the the painting is going to be white again, isn't it? Which is a shame. It would have been nice to have made the stadium look blue and amber. But what the, what colour are the rail seats in general? Amber, amber, all amber, all amber. It's going to look. That, I think that's going to look fantastic, don't you, Ollie? Yeah, no, it's it's, it's going to look good. I think we, what we we wanted to do was, I think with the amber seats, it was a case of showing that that is a separate area. Mm. Um, so it yeah. will really highlight that area. Um, and Could have gone for white, our old kit. <laughs> no. I think they would have been cheaper. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, we were we were adamant and we had, a, I think, a two-day conversation over which tone of amber they were going to be because it all <laughs> kicked off and it was, yeah, I mean... I think with with the whole thing, people would be amazed. Just the smallest little details, how long things have take, taken just to mm. tweak and, and and get right. But that was that was one that we, uh, yeah, we spent a couple of days mulling over different coloured amber. Um, it's worth getting it right, though, isn't it? 
you've got to get your amber right, otherwise, yeah. otherwise there'll be people whinging online. Exactly, exactly. exactly. Glenn being one of them. <laughs> Last thing we wanted to do was do all of this, get it in, and then <laughs> it was the wrong colour. So um, I'm not yeah. standing there, it's the wrong shade of amber. I don't think it would have been the killer, would it? But there we go, it's good to get it right. Uh, the, other, the other people we've, we haven't really mentioned, Ollie, that's probably worth mentioning now is obviously Furco. Um, a local company from Acham who are basically suppliers for their rail seats. And I think some people were a bit surprised that they were being manufactured abroad, but, you know, this is Britain in 2017. We don't really, well, 18, we don't really build anything in this country anymore, do we? So, obviously, they've gone and got them from, from wherever they came from. Is it China or I don't know? Uh, yeah, manufactured in China. Okay. Um, and then they've uh, been on the infamous China boat over, <laughs> um, with our... A line shirts from many years ago, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, did they yeah. ever arrive? <laughs> they've uh, they've arrived. So um, yeah, we're, we're we're obviously very pleased that they're here. And um, I think from I I haven't actually seen them in the flesh yet, but oh, I, right. I, I've seen the picture that yeah, the club too. put up. Um, so yeah, they look uh, they look good. And so with Furco, I'm assuming they're absolutely you know buzzing and positive to be involved in this but not not just that for, for it to be a club that's literally just up the road you know it's, it's perfect showroom for them isn't it really the stadium next year yeah again and Fico um, have been another another um company that have, have supported us massively and um you know again a special thanks to to Michael Burnett there who has um been involved all the way along the the process and it has helped us um has helped us get this in so mm. um yeah, again, you know, can't can't speak any higher. And they've been part. They've been part of it, uh, something that I remember we talked about a while back, um, and I thought it was worth mentioning here. Is obviously at Celtic, their safe standing goes right down to the front row, doesn't it? So they don't quite have the same issues we do with stopping it behind a row of seats. And I think right. that Furco and, and potentially the safety advisory group have helped you come up with a solution for how that front row of the safe standing is going to work. Yeah, again, I mean, it was it's it's little details which again you don't really. You don't really think about, but obviously with this sort of stopping um, seven rows, I think it's down from the back. We've obviously got the issue where you would have had a, a standing area with no barrier. So uh, Furco have ingeniously come up with a uh, rail seat with a plastic seat in front of it. Yeah, in effect, nice. so uh, the front row will, in effect, the front row of the rail seating will be uh, normal seats again, amber. Um, and then the safe standing will will start from the next row back. Cool, cool. As I say things like that you didn't think about Ollie at first when you think about oh we just installed it all. You know this is unique things that no other clubs ever had to deal with in, in our situation in this country before. Yeah, no, definitely. It's good to see. Well, yeah, it just shows you isn't how much detail you have to go into to to make this kind of change. It's been um, yeah, you guys deserve a medal, that's for sure. I keep I keep asking Mike and Roger how they're actually keeping their daytime jobs going because they seem to work for the football club nowadays. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we do, to be fair. <laughs> I mean, I've said earlier, you know, I'll, I'll sleep when this is finished. I mean, I think it was about half twelve the other night. Myself and Roger were still discussing the the issues with the safety advisory group and stuff like that so mm. um but again the football club have, have been brilliant um i know people probably won't believe this but i think if you you know i'll show glenn after but if you look at my phone today <laughs> myself and brian have, have uh, traded probably about 15 emails today with regards to different bits and pieces i've spoken to roger i think about eight times today so it you know it has been a it's been a full-time sort of project alongside a full-time job um, mm. for both of us. So um, we'll be we'll be very pleased when it's when it's done, but also very very proud. 
passion project, isn't it, really? I think that, you know, of all the things that I've kind of only partially been involved in, and I'd say I've only been partially involved in the safe standing from meetings and helping out a bit, but, you know, like when we got the badge back, you know, we, we went to, a, we had a meeting at a pub a few weeks back, didn't we, where we wanted to talk about what the safe standing room's going to go, and it was sort of like, come down, we'll just have a chat for an hour and then we'll go, and we were still there three and a half hours later, because when you get a bunch of Super Town fans in a room, particularly with Mike and Roger, who are so passionate about projects like this, you just keep coming up with good ideas or ideas that you want to try and push, and without people like that in our fan base you know and I know there are other people that do lots of other things for the Super Blues and the OSC if we didn't have any fans like this in our fan base it, nothing would happen we'd be such a stagnant fan base and the whole reason this project's happening is because we aren't like that we've got doers and we've got triers so you're right Ollie to say that they do deserve a lot of praise and, and I think there are others as well that you credit for that um, whether they're fans or people who work for the club but yeah maybe we'll come to that at the end as well yeah. um, so there we go yeah that's how it's going to be built and, and installed um I suppose, Ollie, we were going to ask about how it's actually going to work once the area's in, weren't we, Ollie? Yeah, so definitely. So how will it work then? So is it... So I assume that obviously and there's a, been a... Um, and a, how do I put this? A kind of wish for um, singers from Block 19 to go to the safe standing area, plus everyone, anyone else who wants to go there? Yeah, I think um, ultimately this is this is Shrewsbury Town introducing safe standing. So we, we want those that stand in, in 18 and 19 and, and elsewhere yeah. in the ground to... To sort of uh, to to move over there if they want to do so. We're certainly not. I've I've seen a, a Facebook comment today. Somebody saying you're making me move, and uh, you know we're, <laughs> we're certainly not doing that. I mean, I've made the decision to to, to move over to the the safe standing area, um, but I believe Roger hasn't. Yep. Um, and to be fair, I only made the decision very very recently to move over. Mm. Um, ultimately, everybody has a reason as to why they want to or they don't to do with friends and, 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 you know, where they sit, how they like to watch their football. The and view. The view. Some people don't like sitting behind the goal. Yep. Some people prefer. So it, it, it's, it, it's one of those, isn't it? You, um, we, we want to, we want to obviously create as, as much atmosphere. I think our fans since, since the move from, from Gay Meadow, our fans have, have continuously moaned that our ground doesn't really have much of an atmosphere. And, yeah. um, and I think when you when you're in eighteen and nineteen, which I am at the moment, um, you are sort of taken away with the fact that because you're so close to the noise, you think that that's what it sounds like throughout the stadium. I actually sat in the East Stand uh, last week, and whilst you can hear eighteen and nineteen, you can't really make out what's going on, mm. what, what the noise is, or the chants are. Um, and I think we saw at the Yeovil uh, checker trade game when the West Stand was shut and those guys moved behind the South Stand for that one game. Just what a difference it makes having them together behind the goal. It seems that noise seems to then echo around the stadium. Mm. Um, and I think that was that was with about forty guys. So I mean, obviously, if you know, we can get a couple of hundred in there singing. Um, it can only be a benefit to the to the to the team and and you know to the ground atmosphere. Well, you said it before, haven't you? Traditionally, I think you've said it on the podcast before that traditionally, you know, the noisy ends when we go to most other grounds are always behind the goal, aren't they? Yeah. So yeah, the the noise is typically behind the goal, isn't it? Obviously, you think of the the cop this week um, in the Champions League. Yeah. Obviously, we've had some really special away days this season. 
Um, Behind the goal. And yeah, Charlton away was fantastic and making a lot of noise. And we had a lot of positive comments from Charlton fans. So yeah, hopefully being kind of in the centre of the the pitch, I'm sorry, in terms of the stadium um, behind the goal will help. And also I think obviously um, Charlton away for me was fantastic because the town fans were positive and chatting about our own team. Maybe being away from the away fans will kind of keep us being a bit more positive, which I think always fosters a better atmosphere. Yeah, it's true. I've not really thought about that. And also, you think of a good away days this year, but two of my favourites this season were actually away at Fleetwood and Bristol Rovers, where we didn't take a lot of fans, but we were sort of punched in on a little terrace all by each other. And just that little, the ability to stand and move around a little bit and be a bit more boisterous than you might be able to normally, it doesn't it doesn't make a big difference from sitting down a lot. And um, we're obviously all from sort of traditionally having stood at the riverside and various places in the meadow. So, you know, we don't need to explain to us what that feeling is like. But you have got a generation of fans that are maybe only experiencing it once or twice a year when we go to places like Bristol Rovers and Fleetwood. And being able to give them the option, I think, is, is absolutely huge for potentially bringing through an, another generation of fans to fill that area out. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, that's what we want. Um, we want fans who um, either were at Gay Meadow and, and stood, and, and maybe who haven't moved because they they you know they want to stand. And, yeah. You know, and to be fair, you know, you might say there aren't many of those, but you'd be amazed how many people you see commenting saying, "Well, I've not been to the new ground because I want to stand. I want to." Mm, mm. And ultimately, that that's what we want. We want to create an area that the Shrewsbury Town fans are proud of and that we can call our own and that we can, you know, really try and create something special. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, that will be down to our fans to, to do that, you know, once myself and Roger have, have, have sort of signed signed this off and uh, <laughs> sort of it's, it's been opened, it, it, it's ultimately then down to the, the fans to uh, to embrace it and uh, and to make it you know something really special. And that's that's where we're at at the moment, Ollie. From the press releases that have been out this week, is that you know the sports parliament are asking for people's ideas of quite what we do with this. And and you know as I said, we had a bit of an earlier meeting trying to get some people with some ideas together about you know what we do with it, from banners, you know drums, even from European style ultra microphones. You know any idea is welcome at this stage, isn't it? Might sort of throw in the mix. And you, you kind of want that to then sort of take back to the football club and say what will or won't work, what what can we get our fans to do? And, and to me, you know, this is my personal view now, I think having something like this is, presents another opportunity to sort of have year zero in terms of starting that 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 fan-based area where it can be a little bit more special. And, and Block 1918 has got its own atmosphere. I personally never sat in there. I've always been in 17. But, you know, to, to try and lift what those guys do, and, and it's fantastic, and take it to something that's unique in the Football League, I think is, is a big opportunity that we can't really miss as a fan base. Yeah, it wasn't really a question. <laughs> I suppose <laughs> I, I suppose, statement. one of my random rants. It was more, yeah, it was more of a, it was more of a, yeah, any ideas welcome kind of thing, isn't it? It, it is, and and ultimately, you know, we've we've come out and we've said we want flags, we want banners, we want, you know, whatever whatever will get us going. And people have said, well, you know, we don't want microphones or loud hailers or whatever in there. That, yep. That's absolutely fine. I mean, ultimately, this, you know, we will we will try things that, that don't work, um, but we will also try things that stick and, yeah. and the fans enjoy. And ultimately, if we do something that, that the fans don't enjoy, we, we won't be doing it for very long. Correct. So, yeah. it, 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 again, it's, it's up to our fan base to embrace this and get behind it and, and really make this, you know, the area that, that creates that atmosphere around the ground. We shouldn't be afraid to try things and fail, Ollie, in this circumstance, should we? No, no, definitely not. It's a unique opportunity. Um, it's great for the fans to, yeah, we must be in the first of something. And, yeah, hopefully we can, it can really improve the atmosphere in the ground. And, yeah, hopefully, there was at the start when we first moved, there was kind of split, weren't we? There was some in the south and some yeah. in Block 19. And, yeah, hopefully 
We'll move over and yeah people sometimes people don't like change but I think this is going to be fantastic and yeah it'll be interesting in uh, that first game of the season next year um, to see what see what it looks like yeah I mean banners is one I, I like the idea of banners all around the back and all on the front with some sort of positive messages and, and you know giving that area a sense of identity by by coming up with a name for it and I, I know people have talked about the blue and amber army as a potential name I'm sure that there'll be lots of other ones thrown in there but you know giving giving fans a bit of an identity like we used to have on the riverside you still hear people chanting we are the riverside you know we need no one chance we are block 1819 <laughs> you, you need a name for it you need something tangible to be able to you know when you're at our age the mid 30s and you're telling your kids about where you come from and your your heritage supporting that football club you can be like oh, i was one of the blue and amber army so yeah i think something like that is a cracking idea and, and who knows what will be developed of it but we did mention it right at the stop top i think the the biggest positive about filling in next year is and he briefly mentioned it is how much you worked with the safety advisory group to get it to have season tickets in there and, and you talked about how massive that is um you know, does that present any additional issues in terms of stewarding and bits and pieces like that? No, not really. I think um, we've, in one way, we've we've been helped by our our ticketing system and the way that we actually actually do things. We, I, I don't believe we would have got this put through if uh, we had been in a position where we were offering things like cash turnstiles. Mm. Um, basically, the the reason that it's it, it's it's sort of been allowed and, and we've been been okay with it is. In effect, if you buy a, a ticket on the day, you're exactly the same as if you buy a season ticket. Your details are taken, your yep. address is taken. So the safety advisory group wanted to, um, to, to in effect, like Celtic, know who is who is in that area. So if there are any issues, they can, you know, it can be dealt with very quickly, very easily. Um, so our ticketing system has helped us with that because. Like I say, if you turn up and you want to buy a ticket, your details are taken and you know you're logged as, as going in that area. Yeah. Um, there's full credit to to, to Lawrence, uh, our safety officer. There is a full safety plan together for safe standing, which is in effect totally separate from the rest of the stadium. Mm. So in effect, the safe standing area is going to act as a stand within a stand. Um, so it will have its own. Um, stand manager it will have its own specialised stewarding team um, to make sure that there's no uh, transition of people from the seated section to the standing section Um, and uh, yeah so the club have worked very very hard on that and worked um, incredibly closely with the safety advisory group on, on, on getting that through um, a question, um, like, so I'm a season ticket holder in, in block 17, like Glyn, um, and I don't, I, I haven't got a plan to, I've renewed my season ticket and I've, I've stayed in the same block, um, but as someone who's kind of contributed, um, and as someone, could I move for one game into that area if there's, if there's space is available? Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, we've, we've discussed with Brian and, and, uh, and, and Ian and, and, oh. And it's been passed back to chairman as well, but the club are very, very happy to to accommodate um, our fans who want to go and try it, maybe on a, a one game basis. Yeah. They're also very happy that if there are people elsewhere in the stadium who have renewed their season tickets, say in you know, well, say anywhere, basically in the in the stadium, and then they want to then move to uh, to the safe standing, you can go down to the ticket office uh, and they will do that for you. That's that's not a problem at all. Mm. So. Again, the football club are, are you know 100% behind this. 
Yeah, I mean, it's the same It's the same as any seat. I mean, I've had to move my ticket to the family stand a few times when I've taken the kids, and it's quite a painless process, Ollie, so you assume yeah. it's just going to work the same way as that, aren't you? Yeah, no, definitely. That sounds good. And, and have many people moved yet, or is it a bit too early to tell? Um, I'll be honest, I haven't had the figures in the last couple of weeks, but I know we were we we were around the 200 mark the last time we checked. Um so again, with all with yeah. all this sort of going going off with regards to a sort of creating a, a singing area, you know, the hope is that obviously people will will take up that offer to move from other parts of the ground as well to to, to that area. So, and then you've also obviously got the, the people on the day who, who yep. can who can buy for that area as well. Um, so yeah, so we, we you know we've been very very pleased, and, and 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 there's a build to it as well, isn't there? Like you, you say, you give those people the opportunity to try it for once or twice when we with their season tickets, and you know slowly but surely you'll you'll get a migration over there anyway as as things develop and as long as it goes how you think it's going to go. And I I can't see it. I, I can't see it within a year of it not being our main singing area. Personally, you know, that's what I think will happen. But we, it, we have to wait and see, won't we, and how the club, you know, provide and, and the framework of the fans provide our area and, and how it works. So, right. yeah, we'll have to see, won't we? Yeah, I mean, ultimately the fans will decide that. The yep. fans will decide where they where they want to congregate and where they want to, to, to sing. Um, you know, we, we we can't really do, do anything about that. <laughs> no. In effect, you know, we've... We've, we've, we're trying to do as much as we can to help the fans and to try and create that atmosphere but ultimately it's it's then down to the fans cool and, and as, as I said before you're going to get a lot of people wanting to visit this stand anyway problem is you're just going to have to reserve I think in the first few weeks you're just going to have to reserve 20 tickets because I think it'll sell out the first few weeks with people wanting to try it so yeah there we go I guess I mean is there anything else Ollie you wanted to sort of ask about you know the, the, the safe standing area and, and now we've got it and it's going to be being put in and how it works um, I guess the only thing um, um, is, is um, when is do you know when the date will be when for the guys that um, went for the um, you know the the opening day, uh, the party. Yeah, we have a launch party. Uh, not at the moment. <laughs> Mike's going to probably have to organise that at some we've, point. <laughs> uh, we we have got to organise that. And, and to be fair, we've been organising the fans end of year um, supporters uh, player of the year awards. So. We've sort of been been trying to deal with that. Um, our next thing will be will be sorting out that launch and, you, you, and the press launch as well. If you need any advice on dates, just let me know because I'm on, I'm away for three weeks on my honeymoon. So, no um... problem, no problem. <laughs> if you could arrange it for us, I'd be massively grateful. Um, it's going to be a it's going to be again another another hard task, but you know we'll, we'll we'll get there. If Ollie arranges it, it'll just be Jaffa cakes. That's all you get to eat because of the company he works for. It'll be what Jaffa cakes and waffles, won't it's it? Ollie? Big call, Jaffa. <laughs> <laughs> I take that. Be good. Um, you sh- you sh- we should really just go slightly off topic, Ollie, and just give you a little chance to plug the supporters. Even though I'm sure ticket sales have been going well, um, but obviously it's the first time the sports parliament have been organising the end of season. Do obviously, sadly, Chris Smith passed away. He used to do it, and yeah. so uh, from talking to you guys again, there's, there's going to be a little bit more audio and visual than previously, and a little bit, bit a little bit, few things differently. Yeah, I mean, again, I, th- I don't think people realise, you know, what Smithy did every year yeah, um, to, to organize it um it's it's a it's a huge huge task and and things that you don't even think about especially with the fact that we're having it um as usual not before, sort of before the end of the season um you've got the manager asking for players to to only be around for a certain amount of time mm. they're obviously not allowed to to drink and eat, eat, <laughs> eat copious amounts of buffet food um <laughs> So um, you know, we, we've obviously been working very closely with Brian and uh, and with uh, Paul to, to to make sure that cool. 
we make it as as as, as good as we can. Um, and ultimately, it, it's our first. It's, this is our, certainly Roger's done the majority of the work on this. So, um, I look, but it, you know, this is our first sort of attempt at doing it. So, um, yeah, we hope it's going to be a really good night. Um, again, football club are backed us, and the managers backed us, and all the players are going to be there. Um, so yeah, really looking forward to it. I believe tickets are still available, although I think we had sold most of them yeah. when I last heard. So um, yeah, yeah, should be good. Should be good. Um, go on, Ollie. We can see some. Yeah, I was saying we've had some questions, haven't we, from um, some Saladcast listeners, and um, on on Twitter have sent some questions in for you, Mike. Oh, great. On okay. safe standing. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is it. I mean, we might have covered some of these. Um, already, so we'll have to have a look and we go through them. Yeah. Do you want me to start with the first one? So, first question we've had of Frank Thomas. Um, so he's obviously already anticipating the whole thing being put in. He was going to ask, is there an opportunity for fans, um, exiled or otherwise, to contribute to a fund to put towards buying the banners in the South Stand area? So obviously he's got a little concern about, it's all well and good saying we'll have all these banners, but you know they, they need the money raising for them. Is that something that's been considered yet, or is there other plans? We're still we're still in discussions with the football club at the moment. Um, yeah, I mean, if anybody wants to contribute towards banners, and you know, please get in touch with us, and uh, you know, we'll obviously work with the fan base um, to, to to make sure that that it's it's done in the right way. Mm. Um, yeah, maybe so. something to look at over the summer for the fan base, isn't it, to to see what we can help them. But um, yeah, I guess get it in first <laughs> is the first thing. Yeah, um, go on, I'll you do the next question. Yeah, so um, so question um, came in um, this afternoon from Lewis Jones about asking about um, are children allowed in the um, um, say standing area? Yeah, there's no uh, there's no age restriction within the area. Obviously, the, the, is bar- a height? the height, height of the barrier is is going to be maybe a, a, a concern for slightly smaller children because of being able to see mm. see past. But again, I mean, I think I replied to Lewis actually on 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 Twitter and, yeah. and said. Um, Really, what we would advise is if you if you want if you've got a season ticket and you want to go there, try it for a game. And you know if it doesn't suit you or you're not happy or you know you you can move elsewhere in the ground. That's that's not that's not an issue at all. Okay. Uh, the next question we had was off Tom Griff. Um, obviously, he's thinking this is going to take off. Uh, I, I know Tom, and he's quite positive about the whole thing. Um, and he's saying, you know, the potential is obviously is the potential still there to convert the whole South Stand if this did take off usually. Um, (laughs) not on your watch I'm sure it is Uh, Yeah, uh, you probably need to find two new guys to do it but um, ultimately that's I think that that is the the aim of of, of it Um, is if this is a a massive success and the football club is selling it out week in week out Mm. and as people on a waiting list that want to move to the area then Potentially, that's something that yeah. the football club will look at doing. Um, I obviously can't speak for the chairman and Brian and spend their money, but like Glenn says, it would sort of be a no-brainer if you had people queuing up to to go in that area and uh, and you didn't do something. Yeah, logistically, there's nothing, no reason why it can't be done. It would be a case of jumping through lots of hoops, and also you've got the issue of everyone that sits there now who. You know, there's the potential for annoying more fans than there would be for for, for doing it again. So there's lots of things to weigh up on it, but you know, technically, there's no reason why you couldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, I think we've from from word go, we've um, we've been very, and and this has has probably been mine and Roger's biggest concern was those supporters that were um, or are in in the south stand within the area of, of, of the safe standing and and asking them to to move. Um, we we. 
don't we're, we're Shrewsbury Town fans we're season ticket holders we've been season ticket holders for, for many 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 years the last thing we want to do is 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 upset any of our supporters um, and we look very long and hard mm. um, we we made sure that we had the, the data to hand to support the fact that our fans supported it um, we tried to hold as many meetings that people could attend at any time to, to answer us questions and also, we made, I'm not going to say the mistake, but I think my mobile number and Roger's mobile number both went out on press releases. <laughs> um, so we, you know, we had very long uh, discussions with, with, with people within that area as well who either were happy to embrace it or concerned that they were having to move. Um, and from, from everybody that, that I'm aware of, and there might still be a few out there, but certainly from everybody that I'm aware of that had concerns and was um, you know maybe slightly annoyed that they were having to move they've discussed it with Brian at the football club and, and Brian has, has, has sorted sorted out a new Fair location fact. for them cool and then there's um yeah one final question from John um, and is, is the disabled section being moved uh, no it's not but we are uh, going to make the area in front of the disabled section a no flag area um, to stop um, to stop that that from affecting their, Sensible, their, their yeah. site view. Cool, that's good. It sounds like you've really thought of everything and really trying to put the fans to the heart. <laughs> we couldn't trip him up, Ollie. I'm disappointed. <laughs> no, but no, but it sounds fantastic that you know you've, you've clearly you know you've put your heart and soul into this and you've clearly you know thought about it as a you know from everyone's perspective and you're trying to make it great for everyone. So no, I think you should be commended for that, Mike. So well done. Thank you. Uh, like I say, we're, we're, we're supporters. You know, we've come into this not not working for the football club or. Or, you know, we've 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 done this for our supporter base and, and, and to try and improve our ultimately our ground and, and you know, the facilities for the supporters. So um yeah. You'd have to go a long way to find a fan base that have done something like this, I think personally, with as much drive from from the fans. I think I think you know, fans do a lot of things and they create these atmospheres or they'll they'll do something special like raise a load of money for charity or something like that. But to actually have done everything we've done to, to legally get this through the hoops is the thing I find the most interesting that the football club have, have, have let you and Roger get on with a lot of things a lot of the time, obviously with a huge amount of degree of, of view because it is their football ground. But, you know, I, I think it's quite, I honestly think what we've done is so unique and, and yeah, something to be totally proud of. Ollie, you're right. I mean, it, yeah, it's definitely, it's really special as well because it's obviously had the badge, which was done in conjunction with the club yeah. and now this. So I think, you know, it's, it's, you know, I think we're a club that we can definitely be proud of. You know, we've got no debt, you know, we know where we're going um, as a club and we've got so many positives going around on and off the pitch. It's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I think the one the one thing to say, and, and this probably takes away from safe standing a little bit, but I mean, the relationship that both Rog and I um, have with with Brian, we we work very very closely on a lot of things which um, don't always come out, um, mm. in, you know, publicly. Um, you know, when we were discussing season ticket price and stuff like that, we had an input and and sort of passed on our concerns for for certain things. And to be fair to Brian, Brian always then takes that view back and and looks at it. Um, so we, you know, we work. Incre- I, I've I've certainly never been aware of a time that the supporters have worked as closely with a football club as we are now. And that isn't just on safe standing. I think if you look at all the issues that the supporter base has with the SP, you know, the issues with, for instance, the paintwork, we we sort of raise that with the football club. That's obviously now been sorted. Um, the issue we had with the walkway through from Otley Road mm. to the ground, 
that's now been raised with Lidl and that's going to be resolved when, when Lidl opens. Yep. Um, you know, there is a massive amount of work that goes on behind the scenes. And it's not just myself and Roger, it's the guys from the OSC, the Super Blues, uh, Winnie for, as well, and, and Helen from the, the SP. Um, and like I say, it, it, I've never known a time that, that we have worked and, and been so honest with each other um so yeah very very um proud of what we've achieved very very proud of my football club as well yeah you, you mentioned chris Wayne. it's another example i was thinking of is the the ticket pricing for children and things like that i know he did a lot of work on that with the rest of the sports parliament and you know i think it's fantastic now that under 12s will go free that's a, such a positive step forward for this football club and it's funny you just said all that because my next question to you was going to be do you think the sports parliament has ever been in ruder health than it is now to me it feels like it hasn't i think it's probably at its peak at the moment <laughs> I no, I don't think it has, and I, th- I think I think we've we've made massive, massive strides. And I, I'll be honest, that is down to um, the work that Matt Williams put in when he when he yeah, was at the, f- at the football club. But but more, I think even more so with Brian. Um, like I say, we we have uh, we are very open and honest with each other. Um, you know, I'm sure people will will accuse us of, of at times being in the club's pockets, but I can I can. You know, I can tell you now that we we have a lot of arguments about stuff we don't agree with. Um, you know, there are times that we you know, have to sort of have to sort of walk away and take two or three days away before we we sort of talk to each other again. Um, but we no, we you know we ultimately we are working to benefit Shrewsbury Town Football Club and its fan base. And uh, like I say, I'm incredibly proud of of the work that that we've done in the last um, three or four years. Yeah. So it should be. I think one of my last questions I was going to ask Ollie before we move on to sort of a wrap-up really was, um, you know, I, I remember we had Mike and, and Roger on right at the start of this process and I've known Mike and Roger for a long time through the Sports Parliament and before that even really. Um, and, you know, I remember sitting with you and, and, you know, this when we launched, when you went to launch this project and, and, and the idea was, it felt like it was a positive and we'd be very proactive about it, but you were going to come up against so many roadblocks and doors that wouldn't open. And the more we've talked about this, particularly this conversation, for anyone who's just listened to it, it did feel like a lot of the doors you went to bang on weren't actually locked and you could just walk straight through them. Is, has that been your main takeaway from it? Is that it actually was... I'm not saying it was easy, Mike, because I know it wasn't, but it's been an easier process than you probably envisaged at the start of it? Or is that unfair? Um, I think I think it, it, both. And I, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll, 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 I think from a football club point of view, um, we've had no doors to knock, knock down, really. Um, the football club have been exceptional um, and the chairman as well. Because ultimately, whilst Brian, you know conveys all these decisions to us but ultimately it's the chairman that, that, that is, is, is having the say um, the chairman has, hasn't put anything in our, in our way um, and has been very supportive and, and like I say as the football club have given us everything that we've asked for um, so from a football club point of view yes it's been a lot easier than, than, than I expected um, I think from a pure workload point of view mm. it's been a lot more difficult Um you would be amazed the amount of time we've spent um, having having to deal with with things which you wouldn't even <laughs> you wouldn't even think about to be honest. No. Um, and just the pure amount of um, involvement you have to have. Um, and ultimately, if you're working for a company and you're doing that, that's fine. You're getting paid to do it, <laughs> but we're not getting paid to do it. We've done this purely out of the love for Shrewsbury Town Football Club. Um, 
so yeah, there's been a few times we've we've sort of questioned our uh, our involvement, and a few times we've both sort of thrown the toys out of our pram and sort of slammed the phone down and and promised never to to do anything else to do with safe standing ever again. Um, but ultimately, you know, we've 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 got there. I say, well, anyway, Ollie, I think I would join... I'd start the campaign for uh, getting Mike a free season tickets on the safe standing next year. I think most fans would probably agree with that, having listened to that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'd rather that money well. go towards some flags or some oh, there you banners go. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, you won't stop giving. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I suppose that's it, Ollie. I mean, I'll ask my last question, which is, now with all of this and how hard it's been, uh, as you just sat out there, whatever you do next is going to be easy. You know, What are you going to do for the fans next, Mike? <laughs> We said that about the badge when we did that and we were told that our next project would be easy and ultimately we had a massive amount of help with the badge from uh, from you guys and also the, the Bring Back the Loggerheads campaign yeah. and, and you know, the fan base as a whole. But um, yeah, so next project, I don't know, there, there is one floating around at the moment. I can't, I can't <laughs> go into too many details. Oh, interesting. Um, it, it's quite a, quite a large project, but um, oh, we're... Yeah, we're, we're car park. You were here first. We're, uh, <laughs> we're certainly the we'll, we'll we'll work with Brian and and obviously the chairman and uh, everybody at the football club to to do what we can. I mean, do. I'm intrigued now, Ollie. Yeah, I'm intrigued. I think one thing that I think for me is a positive, Mike, and hopefully um, using the internet and and also using crowdfunding is hopefully um, yeah the supporters parliament can take a lead um, and you know get get fans. I think fans would often contribute to projects, and so hopefully we can use crowdfunding to do more things in the future. Um, I definitely would contribute to to interesting and, and good Shrewsbury Town projects. So is that something that you guys have considered using crowdfunding more often? Um, yeah. Uh, to be honest, if we if we need to raise money, we'll 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 do whatever we mm. we can to 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 raise the money. I think it's. Um, I think what 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 I've I've been more as sort of surprised about and and is the project has to be right. Um, you know, that it has to have very good reasons for the fans to contribute towards it. You, you know, you can't just go out and crowdfund for for something that people aren't really that bothered no, about. And, I agree. you know, you've got to have a, a, a really, really good sort of story behind it. You've got to have a really good um, exposure. And we've been really, really lucky because obviously the press have, have, have jumped on safe standing um, and have, have really that exposure has helped us massively. Um, so, yeah, would I use, I'd, I'd certainly use crowdfunding again, uh, but I think it, it would have to be the, the right sort of uh, yeah. the right sort of project. See, I, I, we once, a long time ago in supporters' parliament meetings, could even have been before supporters' parliament meetings, one of my big bugbears would have been statues, Ollie. I'd, I'd love a statue of someone at the ground, and presumably it'd obviously either be, you know, um, Arthur Yourself, Glenn. Not be <laughs> Mike, the way it's going. It'd probably be Arthur Rowley or Mickey Brown or, or Dwayne Darby, obviously, won't it? So, um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but, you know, a statue's another thing that potentially is something to look at down the line, but, you know, we're going a bit it, off topic. Again, I think, you know, if the fan base are that strongly behind it, um, then okay. there's there's no reason to to yeah. to not do it um, but the f- you've got to make sure the fan base are behind it because yes. if they're not and you are you know you're, you're sort of struggling you you know it, it becomes a very very difficult place to be um, but we were obviously I mean we were really really lucky with with uh, 
with our crowdfunding for the uh, the safe standing, it, it mm. went really, really well. It did. I would agree. Getting a Dwayne Darby statue off the ground is probably a bit more Dwayne beyond Darby. us all, isn't Dean it? Pier. <laughs> Dean Pier statue. <laughs> well, it'd be Grandison, wouldn't it, as well, Ollie? <laughs> That'd be another one. Um, there we go. So, uh, have you got any more questions, Ollie, or should we let Mike go home and go to sleep and recuperate? <laughs> I, think we should give, I think we should give him a night off. And yeah, thanks for your time, Mike. It's been great. That's all right. Yeah. And thank you very much for for having us. And, um, yeah, and uh, yeah, all I can say is, you know, to our fan base, uh, our fan base, get behind it, and um, you know, make it something special. Super stuff. And me and you, Ollie, we shall shall wrap that up there. And um, we've obviously got a podcast coming again in a couple of days after the. Uh, Blackpool away game on Sunday where we've, we'll cover the win that we just had against Peterborough in the week and obviously probably another win at Blackpool if we're all lucky and uh, Fingers crossed. yeah everyone get you get you it's not going to be too warm unfortunately so the old beach party idea is not, not ideal I'd wear a couple of layers underneath your Hawaiian shirts now um, but yeah plenty of inflatables I think I've seen so many people buying inflatables this week on Twitter and Facebook Ollie that it could be quite a, an epic day at Blackpool so um, lots to look forward to this week as well yeah it should be a good weekend and um, yeah are you going Mike? I am, yeah, yeah, we're heading down Saturday morning, um, coming back yeah. Saturday night, but uh, yeah, really looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be fantastic, and, and much like the end of season supporters awards thing we were just talking about there, this is a, sort of one of two chances to really celebrate the season, I think, personally, because, um, you know, it's been absolutely fantastic, hasn't it? And uh, we'll get Mike back on at the end of the season to talk about the football rather than everything else going off the pitch, but uh, yeah, we'll catch you all uh, Sunday night.